This is Brian Oakes, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Erskine, Minnesota. We are pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Good morning, farm news on this Wednesday, uh, March the, uh, it's the 8th today. I'm Randy Conan along with Sierra Doctor. We'll also hear from Whitney Pittman and Don Wick. Snow freezing drizzle continuing to move easterly out of the Dakotas and across central Minnesota this morning. Grand Forks-based National Weather Service meteorologist Nathan Rick says we can expect snow to linger in the Red River Valley for another couple hours. General expectation should be wrapping up, at least in the Red River Valley, uh, probably within the next couple hours. But then northwestern Minnesota, west central Minnesota could still see some lingering snow throughout the morning hours. Rick is expecting an active weather pattern the remainder of the week. We're generally expecting a bit of a lull today, going to be uh, kind of one of those just cloudy gray days. And then as we move into Thursday morning, we're looking at increasing chances for snow uh, once again, primarily looking at highest impacts across southeastern North Dakota, kind of that uh, I-94 corridor southward into west central Minnesota. Uh, and that is generally looking at about a two to five inches of uh, additional snowfall through Friday. After two years of debate and more than 130 meetings, the National Milk Producers Federation Board of Directors is giving its support to a proposal to modernize federal milk marketing orders. The proposal will be submitted to USDA for a federal hearing and a possible producer referendum. Federal orders have not had a significant change in nearly 25 years. This is the Red River Farm Network. Wednesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Well, it's a big week for corn, soybeans, and wheat. Red River Farm Network Farm Broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. Leadership of the National Association of Wheat Growers will turn over to Oregon farmer Brent Cheney as he takes the reins on Thursday during their annual meeting here in Orlando at Commodity Classic. Cheney says one of his biggest priorities is working toward a 2023 farm bill that really benefits producers. I'm looking forward to being a small piece in a big machine and getting the American farmer a successful farm bill. You know, we need a farm bill that hits on all cylinders. We need a good crop insurance program to remain intact. And we need a lot of the regulatory uh, hindrances that are uh, capping our ability to safely and effectively use uh, chemicals. They need to be reined in. We're trying to make it a, an environmentally sane environment for the American farmer. Cheney says at their annual meeting, he's looking forward to hearing input from other growers across the country to help shape policy. Well, changes are ever-evolving, and as you get to be an officer of a national organization, it becomes not so much about what you know, but it's all about you learning the things that you don't know that you need to bring yourself up to speed on to adequately represent the growers in the industry. The growers are giving us their opinion for what the industry needs to make this farm bill happen. So so it's all about listening to your membership and getting your priorities straight and failure's not an option. There's been a pretty good learning curve, but it's been a lot of fun, a very enjoyable challenge, and I and my officer team are looking forward to a very successful year. Coverage from Commodity Classic is brought to you by Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council. Reporting from Orlando, Florida, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network.
The Farm Bill is part of most policy discussions at Commodity Classic. Red River Farm Network Farm Broadcaster Don Wick has more on this update from Orlando. To be an effective safety net, the National Association of Wheat Growers is seeking additional budget authority for the Farm Bill Title I commodity programs. Dog CEO Chandler Gould said farm programs have not kept up with the cost of production. The Congressional Budget Office has already come out with their Farm Bill baseline and basically cut Title I by, by about $1.3 billion. So, I mean, that is a significant hit, uh, basically meaning we're not going to be able to increase the PLC or other safety net programs there. Uh, if the Farm Bill was to be extended through next year, but if we weren't able to get it done, then we, we'd have another baseline come out next year. But as you know, the way the government does funding, we're not spending money right now because prices are good, which means our baseline continues to erode. Um, and so I, I, I am worried about where we're going to be able to come down uh, between the two chambers just with the money that is currently available. It seems like reference prices is one area that a lot of the commodity groups are, are looking for a bigger ask uh, that, that fits right into that discussion. It, it absolutely does. I know uh, for sure wheat and soy are definitely asking for a higher PLC price. And if you just take the average cost of production uh, across the United States, across our six different classes of wheat, 550 is nowhere even close to cost of production. And of course, of course, just to be clear, we don't want the PLC price to generate a revenue. We want it to be able to keep you in business for the next year. But 550 is so far away, we're going to have to look at other means to make that safety net more realistic. Nearly half of the House and 20% of the U.S. Senate have never voted on a farm bill, which only complicates the farm bill process. I mean, really, what we're also doing now is just educating them on why we need a farm bill. We're not drilling down into ARC and PLC and CRP and EQIP because they're still trying to figure out what this big bill does other than, you know, support the SNAP program there. So I, educate, 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 then go back and go down into the details is what we're currently working on on our lobby strategy. NOG is continuing with committee meetings today. State Corn and Soybean Caucus meetings are on the Commodity Classic schedule today as well. The Red River Farm Network coverage of Commodity Classic is sponsored by the Minnesota Soybean Research and Promotion Council. From Orlando and Commodity Classic, I'm Don Wick. USDA will release its March World Agriculture Supply Demand Estimate, or WASD, report at 11 o'clock this morning. Market analysts and traders watching how much USDA lowers Argentina's production. Average trade guess for Argentina's soybean production at 36.6 million metric tons. That compares to 41 million in February from USDA. Argentina's corn production estimated at 43.3 million tons. That's down from 47 million tons in USDA's February estimate. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Wednesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture. A month ago, Minnesota Governor Tim Walz signed climate legislation pledging the state's electricity comes from exclusively carbon-free resources by 2040. House Climate and Energy Committee Chair Patty Akam now wants to amend the cut in greenhouse gas emissions to 50% by 2030 and a net zero target by 2050. Republican lead Chris Swedzinski asked the bill's author if this is a goal or a mandate. It doesn't have um, penalties, um, but I'd like that to, I mean, I, I think we're, we know where we need to go and this bill just puts into law that that is the direction we need to go. Madam Chair, if, if you were able to kind of wave a magic wand, uh, would you like to put penalties in this bill? <laughs> Madam Chair. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> if I were king. What I want us to do is move toward reducing our greenhouse gas emissions. And so I think I have said many times I much prefer carrots than sticks. And so I think that we have opportunities to incentivize the behavior that we want to see. The bill was sent back to the House Environment and Natural Resources Committee on a split party vote. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell will be on Capitol Hill for the second day of testimony after telling lawmakers the central bank would consider raising interest rates by a larger half percentage point later this month. Powell also told the Senate Banking Committee yesterday the Fed is likely to raise that benchmark interest rate to between 5 and 5.5% 5 to bring inflation under control. Powell will be testifying in front of the House Financial Services Committee this morning. The U.S. ending stocks are not expected to change at all much in today's USDA supply and demand report that comes out late morning. Traders and market analysts are expecting USDA to lower corn demand slightly to near 1.305 million bush, billion bushels. Excuse me, That's up from USDA's February estimate of 1.267 billion bushels. Soybean ending stocks are expected to be down slightly on slightly better crush numbers to 221 million bushels. That compares to USDA's February WASD estimate of 225 million bushels. Checking numbers before we leave you this morning, we're seeing uh, wheat in Minneapolis four lower, nine lower in Chicago, Kansas City is five lower, two to three lower in the corn and four to five lower in the soybean market. Checking the farm calendar, the North Dakota Winter Show in Valley City continues uh, today through the weekend. The Minnesota Department of Agriculture Stakeholder Input Session is an online event going on today. Also, the Midwest Soil Health Summit in Alexandria begins today. The National Pork Industry Forum continues in Orlando, Florida. Uh, also, the uh, Getting It Right in Canola production webinar will be an online webinar tomorrow. Uh, that uh, is also, uh, again, uh, tomorrow. The uh, Minnesota Livestock Breeders Association's annual meeting will be in St. Paul beginning tomorrow. And uh, the uh, Commodity Classic underway in Orlando, Florida. Be listening for reports from Whitney Pittman and Don Wick, who are attending that uh, Commodity Classic in Orlando. Have a great day, everyone. Stay warm, stay dry. This is the Red River Farm Network.